I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. How does one open an episode on Scream for Help exactly? I mean, <laughs> with like a, a wistful voiceover? I mean, either that or a actual Scream for Help. <laughs> ah! <laughs> like That's about uh, Dresher. What is that? Mr. Sheffield. <laughs> That's about the scariest thing you will see in this movie. Um, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I, actually, it might just be. This isn't uh, This isn't a film to put on if you're looking for a little tickle of the scaredy cat bone. Exactly. No. no. You're going to have to tickle that bone it. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to work for that one. Uh, this mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. This one offers a lot, though. If you're in the mm-hmm. right mood, it offers entertainment. It offers sexiness. Okay. It offers a heroine who likes to say everyone's last names for no reason. <laughs> what is that about? That's so weird. It's like, okay, I... Paul Fox, you're not going to outfox me this time, Paul Fox. What is the that? The dialogue is so bad. And I watched the interview with, was it Tom? Yeah, it was Tom Holland. I was trying to remember, was it the director or was it Tom Holland? This was like a week ago. It's been it's been a week since we watched this movie, folks, because yeah. we, we, we weren't able to record, so it's been a while. We need to have a little disclaimer that we might not be of the freshest and most sound minds as we re- right. re- record right. this, because it's been a little while. Yeah. So. Also, we're getting into the holidays. Happy Thanksgiving this week, I guess, when you yeah. hear this. And uh, so our brains are uh, stuffing and turkey and mush. mush. Yes. Yeah. I watched the interview with Tom Holland and he was basically like, yeah, I mean, they kept a lot of my dialogue, but they just did it in such a weird way. And they cut out huge chunks of it here and there and added these ridiculous set pieces and scenes that weren't in the script. And I'm just like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, it, it's really hard to feel any sort of Tom Holland vibe. I mean, I... I yeah. I can imagine that if it it stayed closer to what I'm imagining the script was, just knowing yeah. him and his style, I can see yeah. how it could have been going for a kind of a stepfather kind of a vibe. He said it was basically just the stepfather, like a couple years before the stepfather. Right. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that too. The setup is similar, yeah. It just goes to show you that, you know, you, you can have a nice concept, but if you get the wrong director in there, you get the wrong cast, the wrong rewrites it just goes down a very interesting path (laughs) right right and he said like for 20 years nobody had asked him about this movie and then all of a sudden like somebody called him up and was like oh we're doing a screening at this movie theater and like people were having a blast and he was just like i don't get it (laughs) 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 i don't understand why people would care about this movie (laughs) it's interesting what stands the test of time like what still has a a following because when this came out I, no one was talking about this movie i don't even know if it played for like more than a few days in theaters but no i the, couldn't find any box office information on it so see, I, it's, it's, I don't know it's mysterious it's it's like so, a, yeah. it's it's like that tape from the ring you know you don't know where it came right. from exactly but it's mm-hmm. just been passed along throughout the yeah. decades and mm-hmm. i don't even know how i saw this movie I didn't rent it. It was like, I think it was maybe 10 years ago. Like it Mm. wasn't that long ago. Someone was like, you've got to see this movie. And I was like, why? It sounds so generic. But when you watch it, it's nothing. It's it's not generic. That's for sure. (laughs) Got a lot of stuff going on. There are a lot of choices and we love choices. So (laughs) big choices. Directed by Michael Winner, who um, Mm -hmm. did The Sentinel, which is, you know, also a lot of choices. Also a lot of choices. Um, a lot of stuff going on, and uh, there's a commentary on that movie on the Scream Factory disc by Christina Raines, the lead actress, where she's just, like, going off on him the entire time, and it's delightful. Mm. So I highly re- <laughs> re- recommend that Blu-ray. It's, it's just got a great commentary. So he was apparently kind of a douchebag. Yeah, he did Death Wish. I think that mm-hmm. was his first like big hit and then uh the mechanic and a, a couple other movies that yeah like you said just kept him afloat and kept people wanting to work with him yeah. uh yeah tom holland did not he wanted to work um with richard franklin from mm. 
you know, Psycho 2. Uh, but I guess Franklin didn't want to do another horror movie or wanted to do something a little more classy, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I think he did those. Cloak and Dagger, like, right after Psycho yeah. 2, which is more like a yeah. family adventure movie. From mm-hmm. what I can remember, I haven't, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I haven't either, yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh, that's kind of a shame though i could see richard franklin making a film like this and right making it nice and hitchcockian this Mm -hmm. one you you Mm -hmm. you can tell is going for that but it's not (laughs) quite working (laughs) yeah not so much i mean one thing that did come out of this movie um is that tom holland realized he needed to direct his own movies and yes he immediately did Fright Night like right after this. So I guess there's that. And then Child's, oh. Child's Play later on in the decade. So, I mean, in a couple other, there was other Fright things. Fright Night? Them, I think. Kevin, yes. do you really want to talk about Fright Night right now? I mean, considering that Herschel Walker said it was really stupid. You really <laughs> I can't believe want to do that. The mo- I, I saw that and I was like, oh, this has to be like horror, horror fans like playing so a joke too. or something. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, no, this was an actual <laughs> speech where he started talking about seeing Fright Night on TV <laughs> and like werewolves versus vampires and, and he was uh, we, like it's a movie about this these people who are watching a tv and there's a guy on there and then there's a vampire that lives in their attic and i'm like herschel i don't think you saw the right fright night i don't remember <laughs> that what are you talking about uh i just i i, I just i don't how 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 is this guy you know no even sense. in in the running here it's it's insane <laughs> it's insane Ugh. That uh, makes me want to scream for help. I know. Meanwhile, Twitter's imploding, right? Or is it? Is it really, <laughs> We don't know. Though? We don't know. <laughs> um, because it might be dead. I keep hearing r- rumors of its demise. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like it's died 14 times in the past two two weeks. Like, everyone's like, all right, I'm going out. Uh, here's my Instagram if you want to keep, keep in touch. It's been real. I've met some real friends right. over my t- my time here. Um, and I hope you follow me. And then, like, the next day, they're tweeting again. I'm like, well, then what? Right. They're back. It's... Is this is this a serious thing? Is it really ending? Or are people right. just making a big fuss? I don't know. Right. I mean, I think we have been pretty clear since we've been doing this podcast that Twitter is terrible, like even before yeah. Elon Musk came along. Exactly. Uh, so I just encourage folks to find find a better home for your thoughts. Uh, you know, Instagram is yeah. wonderful. People are very nice for the most part. And I've never really had any issues on there. Oh, God. Um, but what if they move from Twitter to Instagram and it just sucks? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. They're drama. They're dr- Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. Now I'm kind of yeah. scared. And like you have to post a picture with instagram so i feel like people usually post pictures of things they like whereas on twitter yeah. you can just like spout off shitty thoughts about things yeah. angry you know thoughts it's like so i yeah, it's just, it's like, just a better anyone else hate connie britain's fucking hair it's like what <laughs> what why did that need to be said like what, right right what, what is this I think britney murphy was not so great well you can fuck off yeah, you can <laughs> go, go to hell suck an egg you bastard <laughs> the fuck are you talking about you piece of shit but this is so confusing because it's like, is it dead? Is it not? I feel like I can't trust anyone. I can't turn to anyone. It's like I'm the her- heroine in an Ira Levin novel. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. You know, Everyone's gaslighting you. They use blood in their rituals. And the blood that has the most power <laughs> is baby's blood. They don't just use the blood. They use the flesh too. See? It's, it's driving me crazy. I know. I know. Ruth Gordon's over there, just like what what she, yeah, what she doing with that tannis root? (laughs) You want some chocolate, mouse? (laughs) No, Ruth, no. Yes, I would say as of now, the rumors of Twitter's demise are greatly exaggerated, but we will see. Mm -hmm. Maybe it will be gone tomorrow, and I won't, I won't really mourn it that much. Sorry, folks. (laughs) I mean, you know, they shoot horses, don't they? Let 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 let's just put it out of its misery. What else has been going on? Well, um, I heard, and this is just through the grapevine, uh, mm-hmm. that uh, I believe it was Jenna Ortega said that Scream 6 will be will be full of chase sequences, like from Scream 2. Mm. And I mm. thought, ooh, interesting. Sign me up. I like a good slasher movie chase sequence. They're pretty uh, Yeah, as long as it's not like the exact same movie as Scream 2. Which yeah, I, that makes we'll me a little it, nervous. Because but... it's like yeah. they're going to co- college they're going to like, college well, yeah they did that in scream too so yeah yeah but uh we'll see 
Yeah. Also, like, what's the fucking title? There's still, it's still just like scream exclamation mark exclamation mark. I'm like, is that the real title? Title is that the working title? Who knows? Kevin, we've been through this. What is in a title anymore? <laughs> why? I mean, why even name a movie? Just call it Untitled <laughs> Scream Film Two. I don't know. I mean, it's. I think that's where we're heading. Really, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Jason Blum or James Wan, who are apparently now the same person because they are oh. merging their energies together into <laughs> one entity. It's like the fly. They just got in like a little. Yep. Te- telepod yep. now they're the same person they just merged right right i mean i guess blumhouse needs something because i haven't seen a particularly good blumhouse movie in years so we'll see i mean they make money but they make know, money so there's that but the most inspired they're just it's just so disposable that's the thing yep. it's like it's like the netflix of horror production companies like you know it's right. gonna basically look the same it's gonna look pro- professional it's going to have mm-hmm. a decent cast, but it's you're not going to remember it after you've watched it. It's kind of it's going to cost about ten dollars to make. Uh, yes. Yes. That and the true. filmmakers are going to do the best they can with that ten dollars, but it's yeah. still ten dollars. Yeah. And <laughs> I did see that you saw Tar. I did see Tar. Yes, I did, too. Yes. It was quite the experience. It was long. <laughs> very. Long. I, I mean, I love I. I, I pretty much loved it but it was very long and it was yeah one of, the, one of those movies i'm gonna have to sit with a little bit to really digest um yeah it's been i think two weeks for me and i'm still like how did i like feel about everything i don't know yeah I, it's like yeah. it's it's sort of I, I would say i need to rewatch it again but then i'm like life is so short and i just don't know if <laughs> it's i so have long. the time <laughs> it's yeah it's uh, i mean we've talked about it before but it's like there's no oversight from studios for these outdoor filmmakers anymore so it's like they can make movies as long as they fucking want these days and Mm. i think that is often a detriment these days but yeah um i don't know i i think i loved it i i thought kate was phenomenal in it um i thought her character was one of those ones that you don't really know how to feel about oh i love that Um, yeah it's like sometimes you're like she makes a good point here. And then the next moment you're like, oh, no, I don't like her. And you're right. like, oh, wait, but then she did just do this. And I have a soft spot for any character that threatens a child on ele- <laughs> elementary yes. school property. Yes. I'm just like, yes, yes. I kind of want to root for you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much for anyone who hasn't seen it. But, yeah, there there, there are some very uh, great moments. The, the last act is just <laughs> so fucking crazy. It's... Like, I, I'm really glad I saw it all by myself in a theater because there were parts where I was laughing and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be or not. <laughs> it's one of those and movies. Yeah. So I was like, I'm really glad that pe- pe- people aren't like staring at at me and just being like, excuse me, this is a serious film. Why are you laughing? Right. Well, they, they open the movie with like this completely elitist, ridiculous interview that she's doing and like just all of her accomplishments. <laughs> and like they talk about the fact that like uh she's worked with like these uh like indigenous tribes in places mm-hmm. and she's like trying to bring their music to the forefront. But it's very much like she's doing it more for her career as opposed to like the fact that she's trying to like bring these, you know, um uh, uh this this culture and these people like to the forefront of the conversation and everything. Um, and so it kind of opens with, with that, but you're like, Oh, okay. But who is this person? And as it goes along, you're just like, Oh, she seems okay. But then yeah. you just find out more and more and little bits and pieces about her life. And she's kind of this like amalgamation of like these real people. Like apparently a lot of people think this movie is based on a real person, which it's not, <laughs> but it's based I, it, like, I keep seeing people being like, Oh, this is like the biopic. And I'm like, it's, it's not. Um, no. And even the, the plot description is like, ridiculous was i saw it on google um renowned musician lydia tar is days away from recording the symphony that will elevate her career when all elements seem to conspire against her lydia's adopted daughter petra becomes an integral emotional support for her struggling mother that's not the movie folks not at all that sounds like a julia roberts movie and then she learns love from her daughter no that's not what it's about at all the daughter is in five minutes of the movie it's true. It's it's like they don't want to advertise the fact that this is about like a very com- complicated, <laughs> complex, you know, yeah. female character. <laughs> it makes it feel like such an uplifting film. Right, I right. Like that. <laughs> but there have been all these like people within the classical community over the past like five years or whatever since the Me Too movement started that like mm-hmm. have been 
essentially ousted, but then they make their comebacks uh, for like sexual assault and everything else. And uh, it it was just interesting that he decided I'm going to make a movie that's like kind of about that again, not to be too spoiler here, folks, but like, uh, but, but base it around this like lesbian woman Mm -hmm. character. And I was like, Oh, that's interesting. But then I'm also like, but I love a complicated female character. So I'm really drawn to this. I don't think I would have really cared about this movie (laughs) if it was, uh, about a dude not really so. no i yeah. would have been like oh, i've just seen it before yeah this yeah. is i mean and also it's it's kate blanchett so i mean of course she's right brilliant as she always is right and right. Uh, and she just gives it so much you know nuance and and uh, gravitas gravitas <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and it's yes. got like randomly kind of horror psychological thriller yeah. moments where she's just like walking through abandoned buildings and you're like is a ghost gonna come out or something it what, is what's happening very strange it's like very like a24 horror movie at times and mm-hmm. like she's hearing voices and music and they're and like the surround sound is so great in this i this yeah. movie reminded me of how people used to use surround sound every movie is in surround sound now but they don't use mm-hmm. it and I love how this movie has like vo- voices coming from the back and like the left and the right. And you're never sure like where the voices are coming. It's really spooky and people don't do that anymore. And I'm like, it right. took a fucking drama movie to show me how surround sound can be used again. That's right. r- ridiculous. I thought as considering Todd Field for this movie has not made a film in like what was it, 15, 16 years at this point? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I was, I was, yeah, I, I think this is a pretty interesting little trilogy of movies. And if he if he makes nothing else after this, that's fine because they're, they're all interesting in their own ways and they're kind of biting. They all have, they're like gently satirical, but it's like that mm-hmm. kind of satire, like you said, where like you don't know if you're supposed to be laughing at yeah. times or if it's like it's a little um, uncomfortable. A comedy. It's, 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 yeah. it's interesting. I did a double feature of that with um, the Weird Al Yankovic movies. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought was a good little pairing <laughs> i need to see that i've heard it's really fun it's silly i think people are just uh, uh, the fact that we finally have a, an actual comedy movie after like mm-hmm. years of depressing dramas are like oh yeah. this is we can actually laugh at things that's interesting i forgot how uh, to chuckle it's it's it just kind of feels like a series of funnier die sketches stretched out for like an entire movie. Uh, Like there's, there's sort of a plot, but and it's supposed to be a parody of biopics and stuff. So I guess in that regard, it works. Um, It's kind of cheaply made. Um, I like Evan Rachel Wood and she's this kind of scheming evil Madonna character, which is fun. Uh, But it just, it just gets like progressively more ludicrous as it goes, which again, it's a movie about weird Al Yankovic. So that it's fine. You know, you kind of know what you're getting into um, Mm -hmm. going into it. That's true. but yeah, it was it was fun. It was I would watch it again. So it was it's out there. Nice. Streaming on the Roku channel. Roku. Roku. And Tar is now on Voodoo, I believe. <clears throat> Voodoo. <laughs> These that names voodoo. are just so much. There's a gay one. What's it called? Like Dek Deku. Deku. Dek something Dick like do? that. Dick do yes, that would be more Dick TV. Apropro. Yeah. There yes, Dick TV. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a uh, stuff to go see, folks. If you're looking to uh, catch up on some movies over the Thanksgiving break, um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, 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 I um I just yeah. saw a TV show called Degrassi Next Class. <laughs> did, did you really? I did. Um, did you so watch it all? J- Jamie was off this this week, so he was yep. like, I, "Let's watch a show together." And I was like, "Okay," mm-hmm. and that's the one he picked. <laughs> so we watched four seasons of this teenage oh. drama shit. No, I did the same thing like a couple years ago. I watched every season of it. And it's so much fun. It's so it's really addicting. I, I will I will say it that. Is. Yeah, it's yeah. like each episode is done before you even realize right right and it tackles every single issue known to man in the same right episode every episode is a journey mm. oh i had the best time highly recommend it 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 is it's a good binge especially mm. over the holidays um hbo was supposed to be doing some sort of degrassi show and then i saw they just like really? pulled the plug on it and like oh. rude rude that's ridiculous because i i had never seen an episode of the show until last week I just oh never really happened. Okay. yeah yeah I, I I knew a lot of people my age were watching it back in the day but I never knew what yeah. it was on I never could 
really figure out like what mm. channel it was on. It just it never was on my ra- radar that much, and I just mm-hmm. never saw it. But you might have not had the channel. It was on like maybe. the N, which was like this like I don't. I think Nickelodeon owned it, but it was like this offshoot of oh. that, and you had to have like satellite or cable to watch it or whatever. Oh. Um, at least in the United States right. and in Canada, it was probably on something else. But uh, yeah, I I grew up with it at least the first like five seasons or so. And then I kind of tapped out, but it, it had this really great queer character, um, which like for the early 2000s, there was like no, oh, know, very not. few yeah. queer characters on TV. So that, that was mainly why I watched it. But yeah, it was mm. pretty addicting at the time. Um, like you said, it just, it just hits on everything. These, uh, everything. They, they, they will touch on any sort of um, taboo thing they can touch on. So it's, oh it's, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, that's that's what's going on in the world. Um, let's set the scene here. The year is 1984. Still kind of in slasher mania. Uh, we hadn't really got it, gotten into the like the domestic thriller boom yet. Um, there had been Body Double. I think Jagged Edge came out after this, and Blue Velvet came out after this, and Fatal Attraction, and The Stepfather, and all those were kind of dispersed throughout the 80s, but. Um, it was really the early 90s that like that everything sort of came to fruition with that. So this was, I guess you could say, ahead of its time in a way. It was a bit of a trailblazer. Uh, yeah. A little bit, a little bit. But uh, it's got that early 80s, I don't know, sleaze factor a little bit that you, oh, yeah. you don't really see as much anymore. So there's that. It's a shame. And, uh, yeah. it's a, it is a shame. It is a shame. Um, it's just one of those movies where like anything can happen, uh, which yeah. there aren't a lot of movies I watch these days where I feel that way, you know? Yeah, I love that feeling where you're just like, okay, who's going to die next? Right. Who's going to be having sex with who? Who's like secretly going to be someone's brother or husband? Who's going to get pushed down a staircase in a wheelchair? Like, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> what is it that the mom slips on? Like, I don't even know what that is. What is that? Like a horse Some, shoe? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> it looks like a horse Something. <laughs> a pipe. Uh, yeah, it's something. <laughs> a detective's pipe (laughs) yes yes but she goes tumbling down those stairs (laughs) yes she does it is directed as we said by michael winner boo (laughs) (laughs) who was you know not so much of a winner but (laughs) (laughs) his name was ironic there was (laughs) everybody wants to be a winner (laughs) a winner (laughs) uh as we've said, the script was uh, sort of written by Tom Holland of uh, <laughs> Fright Night and Child's Play and Psycho 2 fame. He did say Michael Winner was, as a person, was wonderfully amusing in a meeting that he had with him. Um, he just had no idea how to do a suspense movie, apparently, oh, yeah. according to <laughs> Holland. <laughs> but he knew how to uh, have fun. Yeah. That is one thing. Listen, he always made very fun movies. So right. I'll give him right. that. It sounds like he took this process very seriously. Like he thought he was making like the next Citizen Kane up in here. I mean, uh, but, you know, (laughs) not so much. Um, Listen, it's more fun than Citizen Kane. I've seen it more times than Citizen Kane. (laughs) I, you know, I'm going to just come out and say I have never sat through Citizen Kane. So there's that. (laughs) I don't think I ever will. I I just have no desire to do so. So maybe someday. Maybe It's the best picture ever made, Kevin. You must see it. Maybe in the twilight of my youth. Well, that's already gone. So maybe in the... (laughs) (laughs) Ship sailed. (laughs) Yeah. The the final years on on this this earth, I will pop in uh, Citizen Kane in 3D uh, virtual reality. Yeah. Whatever they come up with. Do you know they're going to do that? Warner Brothers presents 3D virtual reality Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Directed right into your eyeballs. <laughs> it's oh, coming. Be it's scary. coming. I don't think we need that, y'all. I don't think. I don't think so either. Uh, I mean, for this movie, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but for most movies, no. <laughs> yeah, Feel I need the those. Uh, <laughs> I know. The, put this back in theaters and like get those special <laughs> seats and that like rock and, and uh, water spitting out at you. And... <laughs> the D box experience for the D box experience. <laughs> When they're having sex, you just feel some, like, water spread on it. <laughs> See, that, 
that will get people back into the theaters. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what would William Castle do? That's what we need now. Actually, um, that's what this is. This is a William Castle movie if he was allowed to be sleazier in his in his time. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's yeah. It's uh it's definitely what the world needs now. I, I more believe sleaze. So. More yes. more sleaze, please. It's not love. It's no, sleaze. There's just too sleaze. little love. Cinematographer was Robert Painter, who did like a lot of horror comedy type things. Little Shop of Horrors, American Werewolf in London. Um, not horror, but he did Muppets Take Manhattan. So like well, speak for yourself, inter- Kevin. Inter- inter- <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy on those roller skates. That's, that's, it was a traumatic film in my childhood. <laughs> pretty, pretty creepy. <laughs> I used to. What are the, I used to know all the songs from that movie. Now I can't think of them. But oh well, that's, that's what old age for us. Adulthood <laughs> does do it. Apparently, we lose all the things you love. That's <laughs> true. I'm like, I watched this movie last week. Am I going to remember it? I don't know. I ho- I hope we'll so. see. I've already yeah <laughs> forgotten like half of it, but that's okay. It'll be it'll be a good experience. Uh, it'll come back to me, as Celine Dion would say. It's all coming that's back right. to me. The score was by John Paul Jones, who was the bassist and keyboardist of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, jaunty little score here. Um, jaunty is a good word for it. It is <laughs> at an 11 within yeah. the first 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> it is. It and is. it does not stop. And that opening it is scene. So oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, and, and then at some point, like, it, the, the music switches to, like, police procedural music it's, mm-hmm. it's just it's there's a lot of stuff going on here uh lots of tones lots of uh, yes i think he saw it as an experiment to kind of just uh, do his thing and this is i think the first film that he had scored so it was just uh, and i have a feeling that winner just kind of let him go crazy because it seems like it i don't know how winner is as a director but it, he kind of seems like one of those people who's just kind of like just 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 do your thing and i'll tell you if you go if you go too far over and um, oh, yeah. People probably just just do their thing, and then he never stops them, and then they just keep going crazier and crazier. And that's why his movies are so entertaining. <laughs> and that's that's the problem. I would assume uh, <laughs> if you want to chew some scenery, you get yourself a winner, and he'll be mm-hmm. like, "Chew it a all, winner. baby." Winner, winner, chicken dinner. There's more in the corner when you're finished with this scenery. <laughs> Got a whole other set for you to feast on, baby. What else? The exterior exterior sequences were filmed in New Rochelle, New York, while the interior sequences were shot in London. Oh, this is a fun little bit of trivia from IMDb, which means it's probably fake. But probably. <laughs> it says uh, Winner had to go to New Rochelle to meet with uh, all these young women to uh, audition for the lead role in this. And unfortunately, some of the local townsfolk suspected that he was a child molester. <laughs> However, <laughs> luckily, Winner knew the local chief of police who dissuaded them from their suspicions. <laughs> what was he asking them to do in this in these auditions? I have no idea. I'm a little scared. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This seems like one of those things that people just added to IMDb just to just to, to add it. But that's what it says. <laughs> Lots of soap act soap opera actors in this. Richard Kelly, who. Um, is known for a TV movie called A Private Battle, and also he did As the World Turns. And uh, David Allen Brooks, who's done mostly TV work, uh, he was also in Manhunter and someone in Castaway. I couldn't tell you who, but he was he's in there. I believe he was uh, Wilson, the little ball. Ah, he's, yes, he's the very ball. Very gifted, <laughs> okay, very diverse <laughs> performer. <laughs> Method acting, chameleon. <laughs> wow. Just the, the the level of craft that he brings it's to every, every it's just <laughs> amazing. Wow. Uh, Marie Masters, who has done As the World Turns and One Life to Live and Love of Life, so she's just been all over the uh, wow. soap circuit, as they would say. You could say she's got to love a soap. You could say that. Uh, I don't think this movie really kicked off anyone's career, but. No, Unfortunately, I it ended all of them. Actually, I'm not... <laughs> it, uh, made people realize that they uh, maybe didn't want to work in this, <laughs> this little showbiz place anymore. Yeah, who else? Who else? Uh, Corey Parker was in this. Uh, he did thirty uh, something, and he was Grace's boyfriend in like the first season of Will and Grace, the one who was in, really into like yoga and oh, like new agey type stuff. That's right. Oh man, look at that! <laughs> A Will and Grace scream for help crossover. 
I Who didn't knew? know this was Who a thing. Who knew? Screen for Help opened on July 1st, 1984 in the U.S. and March 15th, 1984 in the U.K. So they got to behold this glorious work of, you know, art a few months before we did. Oh, they're so uh, lucky. They I'm so, so lucky. So lucky. So, wow. I hope they enjoyed that. I feel um, like they would really appreciate this more than us silly Americans, truthfully. Probably. I think probably. They have a they have a better eye for art. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> they, they do. They, they do. knew what was up. I don't think this was a video nasty, but uh it's oh, uh it should but, be. Uh, it, it's it was too classy, right? Very, it was, very it was, nasty. It was, yes, it was a it was an art film, so you know. Well, I think probably the artwork wasn't as like risque as the ones that usually got banned because usually they would just True. ban it based on the artwork like i don't even think True. they actually saw most of these movies they were they were just like there's blood on the art ban yeah. it i do like the poster for this it's uh oh yeah it's 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 uh, creepy it's got a it is it's got a knife so you know it's gonna be like good stuff good stuff someone's getting um, shanked at some point get, yes exactly exactly if not you're gonna ask for your money back but don't you worry <laughs> there is a there is a shanking or two uh, like I said, couldn't find any box office information on this. It did have a $3 million budget, uh, which is not bad. It was released on VHS in 1986. So there was, you know, a couple year period there where people did not get to experience this, this gem. It did not get a Blu-ray release until 2018. That's right. So there was a big gap there. I don't think it even got a DVD release. It just it skipped. Um, yeah. One of those movies that was just kind of lost for many y- yaws. So unfortunate, but yeah. now it's back in crystal clear Blu-ray. Oh, it looks yes. beautiful. It does. It looks so. <laughs> does pretty. it deserve it? I don't know, but it's there. And um, uh, I, I would say so. so. I think in fact, so. I don't know why Criterion didn't decide to put this out. Uh, <laughs> excuse you. I mean, <laughs> they couldn't get the rights, and Winner wouldn't agree to it it's, it's, because uh, they're <laughs> they were very picky about who could put put this out. Yeah, that's uh, all I could really find out about this movie. Like, uh, people don't really talk about it much, so that's why we're talking about it, right? We're that's right. We're trying to raise awareness. Some... Yes, this Thanksgiving holiday season. When you're done watching Blood Rage, just flip on screen for help. I think it's a pretty good little double feature here, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it would be, yeah. It's like you get your uh, hearty filling of turkey with Blood Blood Rage, and then mm. you get your nice little dessert with... Yeah. Um, but like the weird dessert that you're not sure if you should eat, but you're going to eat it anyway, and... Uh, it tastes okay as you're eating it, but you might have some really bad indigestion later. But was it worth it? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It's like a pound of Cool Whip on top of something mm. you're not quite sure what it is underneath. But you're like, yeah. it's got Cool Whip, so it must be good. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of pie. But who knows yeah. what the filling is? You know, Might be a pie. Might be a pie. Might be a, a goat. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It might just be a pie shell f- f- filled with pornographic Polaroids. You don't know. Mm. <laughs> Possibly. Mm. That is the... The meal of the season this year, I hear. <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, that is what Martha, Martha Stewart has been really talking it up on her on her show. <laughs> well, neither of us remember what's happening in this movie, so I guess that's all, folks. Bye. Yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do no. know that there is a teenager named Christy Cromwell. Christy Cromwell. Quite the okay. name. Um, Quite the name. And um, see, Christy and her mother are having a little problem because her mom has just married this dude named Paul Paul Fox. And if you don't remember that name at first, um don't 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 you worry because Christy will say it 15,000 times throughout <laughs> the rest of the movie. And he is quite a fox, so there's that. Yes. Too. He's 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 pretty tasty. And uh so yeah, so Christy lets us know in a little dear diary kind of journal entry um that she believes Paul Fox only married her mother for her money and he's plotting to kill them and um this is the first 30 seconds of the movie okay we already know this much it just gets right into the action no build-up we don't know who these people are it's they get right into it because they have a lot of ground to cover and there's no time to to do it and it's impressive i must admit it's got this like crazy opening credits sequence too where you think it's going to be this like really i don't know heady melodra- melodrama thing where like we're uh, the camera's going all over town and the score is blurring yeah. like an 11 like you said and uh but yeah it, it sets the scene nice i guess it does and uh so in typical thriller fashion 
no one believes our girl Caristi, and um, and that is even after a maintenance man is ele- electrocuted in the basement by a trap that she believes was set by Paul Fox for her mother. Mm-hmm. And she only thinks this because the night before she just kind of saw Paul come out of the basement looking all shifty. And she's like, mm-hmm. I, I think he was plotting something that's all connected. Like she doesn't really have a reason yet to really think that it's possible. Like she just kind of jumps on the bandwagon pretty quickly. Yeah, It's like for a second, I was like, is is she just imagining all of this? But then she decides to play Nan, Nan, Nancy Drew on her bike, and she follows Paul Fox. And... Okay, this sequence. I do remember the, like, the 70s Starsky and Hutch, like, yeah. theme song playing while she's, like, riding through town in her bicycle here, well, pursuing it, him. It takes her three times to finally figure out where he's go- going because right. he's... Fe- faster in his car than she is on her bike and she always loses him so she has Mm -hmm. to keep like doing it every day and starting at at the place where where she stopped the day before and she finally finds him at this random house um where he's like talking to this woman named brenda and they're like making out and stuff and she's like oh my god she's he's he's cheating on on my mom and then there's this creepy dude who like who grabs her out outside named Lacey and he's like what are you doing here and she like runs away and then she goes back home to tell her mom but then of course Paul Fox has this whole like story like oh she's just a client of mine it's it's nothing and of course the mom is going to believe Paul Fox and not the daughter you know because that's how this goes she's getting um, dicked down so she's uh yeah under the influence of the dick listen it's probably a a lovely penis we've all been there We've all been there. We've all Where been it's there. like this penis has so many red flags attached, but right. you know you don't see them when it's dark and you're doing the dirty. <laughs> you just don't. So I get it, Christie's mom. I get it. Right. Paul Fox right. has got it going on. It's understandable. It's got and it's got a lot of the like soap act soap opera acting moments where like oh, someone yeah. will turn away from another person and like they'll just be sort of talking to the back of their head basically, or just people yeah. kind of like talking over each other. Like it's more mm-hmm. about the sort of heightened performance of like I, I'm having an actor moment here and let me let me have this this moment to really express my feelings less about like communicating an actual thought to somebody oh and that's what I love about it it's just I love like, it it's, I love it's it such over dramatics at everything it's like I stub right. my toe turn away yes. you don't need to see this it's like it's not that big of a deal sweetie just would like, you leave me alone Paul fine. would you let would, me would you leave me I just did these nails god like, it's like it's, calm down like it's not the yes. big of a deal um mm-hmm. so christy's like all right my mom's not going to believe me so i need some backup and she has this friend named josh Dealey, and um and this guy has been like fucking her friend janie and she like walks in on them having sex that's really uncomfortable and um, i don't know how i feel about this character yeah this this, <laughs> this this guy i don't know it's like he's he like brags that he's like fucked everybody in school (laughs) i'm Mm -hmm, like um mm -hmm. okay good for you aren't you like 15 or supposed to be or something i don't know just kidding i don't know um and uh anyway she persuades him to come with her in her mom's car because she doesn't have a license and they're gonna and she's going to drive he's not driving she is the one without the license and they're gonna go follow paul fox and and (laughs) then she discovers that the brakes have been cut so she's driving and she can't stop the car (laughs) and then they're like hitting curbs and like nearly Mm -hmm. running over women and their children (laughs) yeah they almost hit this mother and her baby (laughs) and then she finally like just hits a curb and like he gets out of the car and he and he's like you're crazy you tried to kill us and she's like but i know paul fox tampered with with the brakes to kill my mother i know it and um and then so since i guess she's kind of scared josh um she recruits janie and is like (laughs) hey can you drive me to help me track down my stepfather and she's like sure why not i got nothing better Mm -hmm. to do and they find him at this motel where he's getting a little jiggy with brenda and then Paul sees them and chases after them. And they don't they don't run back to their car. For some reason, they don't get back in the car. But they decide mm-hmm. to run off in, into the woods. 
And then they have a chase for like 15 s- seconds and then they're fine. Right. And they're just they're just walking through the woods. They f- they <laughs> they find a road and Janie's all like, "Hey, um I think I'm pregnant with Josh's baby." It's like, should I get an abortion? You you, you think is abortion I- I- in this year? Do we do we still have rights? And um and then as they're walking, this car comes up behind them and she's all like, I don't think I need to have a baby. I mean, I, I, I'm i still young. I've got my whole life ahead of me. And then whack, whack, this car just rolls over her and she goes flying through the air and lands in like a ditch drenched in blood. It's gruesome. It's it so is gruesome. insane. <laughs> and then immediately cuts to a hospital where the mom is just bawling Freaking her eyes out. out. It's like, and this is all, all this do. is all over the, like a course of like one minute, like literally they're, like, <laughs> they're, a lot to like they're talking about having an abortion and she's going to be, she's pregnant, whatever. <laughs> Bam. Hits with the car. Suddenly we're at the hospital. Everyone's like bawling. It's just, it's insane. <laughs> this is so much. And Christy is interviewed by the police, uh, and the the main detective is, is actually Josh's father, and she's she's all like, "I know it was Paul Fox, and he he meant to hit me too, and he only killed Janie because she knew, and all this stuff." And of course, no one believes her one once again, and they're mm-hmm. like, "We'll investigate it, but uh, you know, it's probably not going to be a big deal." Um, and then there's a scene at school where these two kids like bully her because they think she killed Janie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And Josh is all like, "Hey guys, cut it out! It's not her fault." And then, <laughs> like, they go to her house, and he's all like, "You know, I'm really upset about Janie. You want to have sex?" <laughs> so they do. And he he takes her virginity, and she's like gushing blood. And then, like, Paul wa- walks in. It's the worst deflowering scene of all time. It is it's so a unromantic. Lot. Uh... Yeah, and, he's just kind of thrusting, and it's 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 not romantic. Yeah, no, and and so then Paul kicks Josh out, and then Christy goes up to her room, and she's like, "What's that smell? It smells like gas." And she goes into her bathroom, and she's like, "Someone is tampered with with the gas." And Paul comes in and is all basically like threatening her, like you know, I I I could kill you, and they'd never know. And um and then it's like the next day or week or hour and um and we don't know time is meaningless in this movie. <laughs> who knows it's one of those one of those movies yeah time keeps on slipping slipping um and and then Christy's mom is just walking down the stairs and she slips on some sort of device and falls and breaks ah. her leg and now she's in a wheelchair. This is just this not is going well. St- these moments like they just come out of nowhere in this movie like and that's the no it's, build up. It's, it's it's not even so much the moments themselves it's just like no. the build-up to it it's like completely normal like you're watching some kind of like just <laughs> typical drama thriller thing and then just bam like there's this, this ridiculous thing that happens it's, it's it keeps showing your toes it's nice yeah yeah and uh christy goes back to brenda's house and this time she she brings her polaroid camera to sneak some pictures to show her mom mm-hmm and she snaps one as Brenda and Paul are having the sex. Right. And they know because, you know, the flash goes off. and They're like, what the hell is that? And they mm-hmm. run outside. And so she ha- has to hide. And she and she drops the photo. And she sneaks back in. And she's bringing dirt in and shit. And it's just not looking good. And she and she hides in the, in the, in the bathroom, in the shower. And right. here comes Brenda in the room and Lacey shows up and just starts like beating the crap out of her. It's horrible. And we yeah. discover that they are actually not um uh brother and sister, but husband and and wife. And they are planning mm-hmm. this whole thing. They are using Paul Fox to um to to get to the money from Christie's uh mom. Like uh oh yep. it's a, a, a weird little threesome here. It's yeah. uh all but, uh, these double crosses and stuff. It's mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a film noir, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and um, so yeah. Then somehow she sneaks back out and finds the Polaroid, and runs back home. And she's like, "Mom, mom, look! I've I've I I've I've got proof." And she sees it, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And Paul comes in, and and she's all like, "You know, you need to get out of my life, Paul. You've done enough." You have done enough. Leave my home. Leave my daughter alone. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, 
they do not, because that night, Paul, Brenda, and Lacey break into the house. They throw Christy's mom in the wheel- wheelchair down the hall, and she flies out of the wheelchair <laughs> and injures herself more. It's, uh, yeah, insane. And <laughs> there's this moment where he, like, reveals his entire, like, master plan, basically, to, and it, it, again, a very soap opera villain mm. moment here. And yeah, slaps like, her I across never the loved face you. before then. You yeah, disgust yeah. me. When he we never loved love. me. All these months, he never loved me. <laughs> like, you sickened me. Oh. And, um, yeah, so then, like, Christy and her mom are, like, shoved in into the basement, and they're told that at 2 a.m., which I think is, like, two hours from, from then, uh, they're going to mm-hmm. calm downstairs, and they're going to kill, kill them, and they're going to make it look like it was done by a burglar. And so... Um, Christy and her mom are like, what are we going to do? And they're trying to find a way out. So they open the, the little storm door things. But Paul is yeah. standing right out, out there and he locks them in. And Christy's like, oh, uh, Paul, I think you should know that um, Lacey is actually Brenda's husband and not brother. And he's all like, <clears throat> what? What? And so he goes and like confronts them in the kitchen and it's like just freaking out and shit. And Brenda's all 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 like, I I was gonna tell you, I loved you, I love you. Just trust me. And like nice try, Brenda. You're a liar. <laughs> Who can Paul Fox trust if he can't trust Brenda? Really? Mm-hmm. And um so then Christy comes up with another plan and she asks Brenda to let her go to the bathroom because she has to pee. And she's like, why can't you just pee downstairs? And she's like, well, if the p- police come and they find the urine, they're going to be like, uh, something weird went down here. And Brenda's like, okay, yeah, all right, cool. So This is where the movie kind of turns into Home Alone, basically, and she's like does. setting up traps and <laughs> stuff yes, around the house. Like, and she, she tells her mom to count to like 30, I think. And when she finally gets to the bathroom, her, her, her mom downstairs cuts the lights and Christy is just running amok. And, like, grabbing knives and, like, stabbing Brenda and Lacey. Just mm-hmm. chopping up ev- everybody. And then, uh, I'm trying to remember what happens. Then, at some point, like, the lights come back on. Because I think Brenda goes downstairs and, like, beats up Cr- Christy's mom a bit. And they're right. shoved back into the basement. You're like, oh, my God, what are they going to do? But then Christy gets an idea about something with the fuse box. She's like, if we put a... a a puddle of water down here we can find a way to electrocute them and then it's 2 a.m it's time for them to die and they're sort of walked back upstairs but then all of a sudden here comes josh josh fucking daily just doing his thing probably wanting some more pussy and Mm -hmm. and he knocks on the on the door and Lacey's all like all right christy you get to the door and you get rid of him and and Christy, the way that she, she gets rid of him is like, I never liked you. The sex was terrible. I would have done it with anyone, even a garbage man. Like, leave. I just, I just wanted someone to lose my cherry to. And Josh is like, womp, womp. And he like walks away. <laughs> and so, um, it's so ridiculous. Um, and at some point, the electricity goes off again. I can't remember. It's like, I, I think Brenda goes downstairs and she's electrocuted and then it all. Just, oh yeah. It, it's not quite like as crazy levitating. as like, yeah, not quite, quite as crazy as the Debbie, Debbie Jelinski scene from Adam's family values, but like it's, it's up there in terms of electrocution scenes. It's, it's, it's up there. It's a bit like Marv in home alone Two, where, where he like, yeah, he, yeah. he turns into the skeleton for a few frames. It's, it's, yeah, this whole final act is very home alone. esque. Yes. <laughs> and, then um like there's like a big fight and like a big chase and um and then Lacey finds Br- Brenda dead and then somehow Christy is tricking Paul into thinking that she's in the bathroom so that she can mm-hmm. turn on that gas and she, she like hides underneath her her bed and right. and then Paul walks in with this lighter that he has to see and the moment he walks in, like, he just, the room just explodes. It's <laughs> like, pushed Ding. to the side. Rise her up. And she, she doesn't have a scratch. I don't know how, but she's, <laughs> she's fine. Um, yeah, and, and it doesn't cause any sort of fire in the house itself. It just, like, no, explodes, just that, basically. The rest of the house that, is fine. That one room. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and then Josh has, like, recruited his father by this point. 
and mm-hmm. they're coming in and like he saves her from the the burning house and stuff and everything's fine. And then there's like this epilogue scene where <laughs> Christie's mom has to go back to the house to assess the damage or something. And so they're staying with Josh and his dad and Christy and Josh are like making out and then somehow Lacey shows up and just like hits Josh in the head and then is about to kill Christy. And then she just pulls out a knife from under her pillow <laughs> that she just has there. And yeah, where, where did this him. come from? All right. And all then, right. Yeah. And that's the end. <laughs> that's the end of the movie. Oh, we don't know beautiful. if Josh is okay. Do we really care? Not really. He's not really know, kind of a weird character. He's uh, a little bit of a goober. He's just kind of a sex object for Christy at this point. And that's, uh, that's, that's fine. Good for her. Good yeah, for her. You know what? She needed it. She needed yeah. a release. Yeah. And yeah. he he was there to provide it. <laughs> what a fucking kooky movie. Lord. Kooky, 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 kooky. It kooky, is kooky, just kooky. so much going on. It's yeah. always at an, an 11. There's really yeah. no, there's, there's no downtime in this movie. When, no. when, when we decided to rewatch this, I was a little nervous because I was like, I feel like there's probably going to be a part like in, in the middle that's a little slow and I'm going to be kind of pulled out. Oh no, there's not a single slow part in this movie. It is constantly exciting. It's, it's delightful. Yeah. I mean, he directed it like an action movie in that way in, yeah. in the sense that he was like okay well this might get a little slow so let's cut out this dialogue and, and yeah. just add some giant like ridiculous uh sequence instead to, to make right. up for that for the dialogue that was lost um so yeah as a result it, it, yeah i mean is there much of like a narrative throughout kind of i mean you can you can sort of follow it I but mean, it, it is very like point to point to point to point to point like you said there's not really any downtime to not really for, for not stupid much... things like char- character development. We don't need that. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's why the whole like abortion dis- discussion that turns into the death by a car is so yeah. hilarious is because there's no time to process what this character has just told. Right. It's just so matter of fact. There's no it's real so emotion immediate. behind like, it. I... It's... <laughs> it's great. Like you, you'd, it. you'd think that a director just would have like cut that entire like plot point you know about right. the pregnancy but he's just like oh i'm just gonna leave it but like just yeah have her get hit, hit by car immediately after it's, it's insane like you just would never see anything like that in a movie today it's just it's crazy it's like john waters style shit like it really it is, it's is. crazy like i would actually love it if john waters was to remake this movie that would be delightful <laughs> that would be something oh my yeah. god i don't think it was going for the comedy but <laughs> no. it, it that's where it landed and uh that's where it, it is works, like so. i mean it, it plays like a comedy these days and that that's it fine does. you know i would love to see this in theaters it's it's oh just my God, it's crazy yeah. it's just ah and it's just like so i know we say that like most people yeah. don't know about this movie and it's it's such i know a good time I yeah i know i know we say like movies are crazy all the time but like this movie is just like cuckoo yeah. nuts like you have to go find this movie and, and yeah, watch it it's just you have to experience it we can't recreate the music and the editing and the acting no. we, we can't recreate it all but together it creates this perfect storm of just what is going on here i'm looking online you, you, you can't stream it anywhere but it is available to rent on amazon or uh apple tv or all those places so go check it it's, out it's it's one you gotta work for you gotta actually put right. some effort in tr- trying to find right. it you know right and it's worth it it's so it is worth it absolutely worth it this holiday season when you're stuffed and looking for something to watch go pop it in this movie would make a great stocking stuffer just gonna say it great <laughs> stocking stuffer for christmas scream for help just what i wanted oh my god <laughs> mom how did you know how'd you know <laughs> You just like put it in there behind like a copy of Home Alone or something. Oh, here's Scream for Hell. Last year it was pieces. Now it's Scream for Hell. It's so great. I feel like this is something you would give your your nieces and nephews or whatever. Just like I stick it in the, the stock. I would. I I think I should start doing that. I need to re- re- recruit them into the cult of Scream yes. for Help. Uh, that's my mission on this earth, I believe. That's that's we were all put here for a reason, and uh, that was yours. That's right, and I you know what I've made peace with that. I think that is a, a good purpose. I've got to go again. I've got to drive again. <laughs> I'm so excited! Just crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah, I can't think of anything else to say other than just yeah, 
you must see it to believe it. It, it is one of those movies. Experienced. It must be experienced in in the moment. Because it's... I bet you're all thinking, those of you who haven't seen the movie, which once again, I'm I'm thrilled that y'all are listening without ha- having seen the movie. But um, I'm not sure why. But right. Thank you for listening anyway. Um, right. And you're probably thinking, well, that doesn't sound too bizarre. It doesn't sound. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a typical, you know, thriller. Oh no. Oh no. And you know that 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 Kevin and Chris they tend to like make everything really over the top sounding, yeah. whether wh- whether it is or not. And I'm like, we are understating most no. of the things that happen in this movie. <laughs> we are making this seem like a Merchant Ivory picture com- compared to what it's <laughs> compared to what it actually like is. when you experience it. I actually do think the the music is the one thing in this that understood the assignment completely. I think so. It's like they so. screened a rough cut to the com- composer, and he was like, mm-hmm. okay. I think I know what I'm going to do. Let's just make it really yeah. crazy because this movie is pretty nuts. And uh, I mm-hmm. think we, we we need to let the audience know it's okay to laugh a little bit. It's okay. I did read that the studio paid for a lot of edits on this. So oh. I would be interested to see like other cuts of the movie. I mean, it's already perfect, but you know, yeah, I, I, mean, I would still watch other cuts of it too. Why mess with perfection? I need like a five part doc documentary series about this and curse. That I'd and, be fine you know, with. I just, I need, come on, come on. Yeah, that would be a great show for Shudder, like movies, mm-hmm. like wonky movies, movies yep. that like turned out really weird because mm-hmm. there were all these reshoots and rewrites, like just, you know, movies that never had a chance because of the studios yep. or producers meddling. That would be that would be fun to watch. It would be. It would be like what mm. might have been, you know. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That would be really interesting. And they can talk about the original scripts, what the intentions were, the scripts the actors actually signed on for before they were yeah. all the rewrites, you know? Yeah. Because that's always a big problem. Like, the act- actors are, are always like, well, uh, I read the script and it was great. And then about a weekend, they just kept giving me all these new pages. And I was like, what are we making? <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's there's a plethora of films, yes, that we could get into. Oh, yeah. Curtains. The uh, Curtains. Oh, God, the, yeah. The first remake of Black Christmas was a fascinating mm-hmm. experience on the set. I've heard so. <laughs> yes, I'd yes. like to know what really went on in all of these movies. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Tell Someday. me more. Mm-hmm. Someday. Uh, speaking of behind the scenes, I hear your movies are going to be premiering at a well, not premiering, but showing at a few places, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we're we're uh, doing uh the Smod Castle Film Festival, Kevin mm-hmm. Smith's Film Festival, which is exciting. Exciting. Um, in New Jersey. That is December and it's, it's Children of Sin, right? Children of Sin. It's going to be there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm super super excited about that. And then it's it's going overseas to Horror on Sea in the UK, which is cool. And uh awesome. yeah, it's going to be fun. And then y'all can just watch it on Tubi if you don't want to go to any festivals, which is understandable. No. Watch yeah. it on the Tubi. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> I don't know whose turn it is for Overlook Gems, but you said you had one today, right? Yes. Um, okay. I watched a movie a few weeks ago. It's called Off Season. Have you heard mm. heard, heard of this movie? Mm, title sounds familiar. It is on The Shutter. Okay. And um, it is a story. It's an awful lot. Like It kind of has a vibe like a sort of a messiah of evil, let's scare Jessica mm. to death. It's mm-hmm. about this woman who travels with like her boyfriend to this seaside town because her mother's grave was like de- desecrated and they're trying to figure out what's going on. And I don't really know if I ever knew what was going on during this movie, <laughs> but I will tell you, it's got some strong vibes like yeah. every scene is just shrouded in like fog. It's like very like uh, Silent Hillish, too. It's it's so, it's just a really interesting vibe. Is this eighties? No, this is like I think last year. I think it was okay. Released. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's it's uh, I've narratively it you know it has some problems, but I like the mood. Cool. So it's like one of those mood movies, you know. Just I do love a mood. Yes. Put it on and relax and let the mood yeah. wash over you. Hmm. Cool. I will have to check that out. Um, check it out. Check it out. Maybe during my off season. 
Oh, Kevin, <laughs> you're so droll. God. <laughs> I get a little body during November. I can tell. Have you been drinking again? <laughs> get out of that hooch. Here's to the ladies who lunch. Everybody watch. Off season. Oh, you know what's fucking sad, but also what? awesome. The uh, well, that Glass Onion movie comes out. It's only gonna be in theaters for like a week. Oh, I but know. But it, it has the final appearances oh. of Mr. Stephen Sondheim and Miss mm. Angela Lansbury. I know. I have to go see it just because of I that. must see it. I must I see it. Even though I have to deal with all those annoying holiday viewers who are gonna be all over the theater. I know it. That that is gonna be kind of upsetting. But I did like the first one, so I'm. I'm I do too. It was fun. Sort of yeah curious to see how this one goes it seems like it's going to be yeah. a fun sort of last of sheila-esque you know mm-hmm. good time so i'm mm-hmm. i'm game to see it anyway who knows what we have planned for the rest of the year folks i guess you'll find out yeah we're gonna find out about the same time as you do we're just yeah we, we, uh, we've kind of lost our planning skills um <laughs> among many things <laughs> yeah uh, uh minds uh <laughs> yeah wills to live <laughs> wills to live uh, <laughs> although this year? movie this movie reminds me there's so much to live for <laughs> if this movie reminds me of anything it's that life is precious there's reasons there are to all live. these there will always be these little berry gems that you have to dig around <laughs> to find and when you do it just makes life oh, m- mean more and it makes does. sense yeah well that's uh about it for our Holiday Thanksgiving spectacular episode. Yeah. Uh, you know. Woohoo. Woohoo. <laughs> Enjoy your uh, cranberry sauce and uh, turkey and whatever you eat this if season. If it is, in fact, cranberry sauce. <laughs> we never did find out. You never know. But in the meantime, follow us, if you will, into the abyss. Not on Twitter, uh, apparently. On, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, maybe don't follow us on Twitter unless you really want to. I, I don't know how long we're going to be there, but... <laughs> you can cross uh, that one off your list. <laughs> I, <laughs> Facebook, you know, H-O-H-H podcast, uh, Zuckerberg, you know, you can follow us there. And uh, we're on Instagram. That's always a, a guy. Still Zuckerberg because he owns everything. Oh, um, Homos on Haunted Hill. That's all one word. Uh, letterboxed. And uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Thank you to those who have. Please be nice if you do. Mm-hmm. How wonderful. We are very thankful for all of you this season. We are. Yes. Thank you. Listeners for viewers like, like you. you. For listeners <laughs> like you. Yes. No viewers. <laughs> you never see us. No, not really. Um, nope. We don't uh, exist. We're never going to do a visual episode. Sorry. <laughs> no. Sorry if that's what you were nope. expecting at some point. We don't do that. Nope. You don't. Now our OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, OnlyFans. Okay, yes. Uh, please give those out because we do. Wait, we just like those up. hold up DVDs and uh, open them slowly, like unpackaging. ASMR on unpacking. Just listen to the crinkle. Oh, the ASMR vinegar syndrome smell. So nice. Smell mm, it. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a, f- a freshly opened DVD. Mm, not, nothing, I'm, nothing beats that. Mm. I'm opening mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre too right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, that's hot. We really need to monetize that. That would. I think so. We us... could do some a- AMSR videos of just opening. <laughs> 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 That does sound very relaxing, though, actually. It does. I would probably pay for that. Yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> Should we do this, y'all? Let's, uh, let's just let I us think know. So. <laughs> but I guess that's all for uh, this week. We'll uh, see you when we see you, which is never, but we'll talk to you at uh, some point. <laughs> In the... Talk to you again. I hope everyone has a, a lovely little Thanksgiving break and... Mm-hmm. Get some mm-hmm. good food and uh, don't mm-hmm. feel bad about anything. Don't feel bad about what you eat. Eat, eat a whole pie if you want to. Eat, eat anything you want. Yeah. Just if you're, you do you. you know, if your racist uncle is just spouting out nonsense, just shove your mouth with pie. Yeah. Um, maybe exactly. throw a pie at his face if you feel like it. Yeah. Who knows? If you have an extra, don't waste the pie. Don't cry out loud. Yes. Just stuff it with yes. pie. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> just stuff it with pie. <laughs> Learn, Learn how to eat your fear. feelings. <laughs> eat your feelings. There we go. <laughs> it's a healthy way to go about life, I've been told. Mm. I do it a few times. Lie stuffed and proud. And if you should fall, mm. remember you almost <laughs> had it all. <laughs> and if you should vomit. <laughs> Get someone to hold your hair head up tall. (laughs) (laughs) We're workshopping our new musical folks. We're workshopping. Yeah, it's (laughs) It's a a work in progress. It's been in in development for a while now. Uh, (laughs) Playing in Boston next week. Yes. For a whole week. Uh, Okay. That's all. Goodbye, everybody. Gobble, gobble. Goodbye. Yes.